Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. First topic will be once safe, always safe. I remember teaching this message when I lived in Germany and it was sent to a guy that I'm still friends with today uh, in uh, India and uh, he wanted to talk to me about it afterwards. And so I know there's a lot of people that feel a lot of different ways on this particular subject, but I thought it's a great subject uh, to talk about. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to uh, let you have at it. And then uh, either I have questions or comments. And if not, we will move on to the next topic. So please, sir. Amen. Well, once again, I salute each and every one that's uh, participating with the awesome and the blessing words of grace, mercy and peace. May they be multiplied unto you. And I thank you, my sister and uh, man of God, for the opportunity to be a part of the broadcast on today. And in that, you know, um, the question that you present, once saved, always saved, becomes the elephant in the room. If everybody understands what I'm saying across many different faiths, because, you know, uh, there's a, a different different belief from different people based on what information has been articulated to them. And as I begin to, you know, preference everybody from what the Lord has given me in a study on this, once saved, always saved is so once you've crossed the threshold of eternity, because now once you're there, that is done. But I began to challenge those that are listening before I began to dissect this thing uh, to to bring a, a hopefully some revelation to the listeners is the fact that if that be so, then the main question becomes why lived uh, a righteous life if you've already crossed the threshold that once you came into relationship with the Lord God, that now there's nothing else to be done. Because here's the thing that we have to really analyze in this is many miss the, the, the word saved is a ED word. That means it is a completed task. So technically, if I say I'm saved ED, then really what I'm also implying is there's nothing else that Christ can do for me in this lifetime that I'm currently living out. So now in that we have to first begin to even dissect what the word means, because in most instances, woman of God and man of God, when I usually tell everybody, all right, technically as the body of Christ, for those who are listening, who are familiar with either going to church or going to a ministry and uh, they open the doors of the church, as we say, to offer them Christ as their Lord and Savior, it is only the beginning of a process or a procedure that they are now going to be on, as I say, uh, their destiny, their divine journey uh, uh, or destination journey. So, so in that, 
Let me bring some things to to your attention. First of all, you know, we find we find this word save or save coming up in the New Testament. And the Greek word that's used there for save is sozo. And sozo means to rescue. It means to keep, preserve, to protect or to to make healthy. All right? But now when we began to look at it as uh saved ed uh like for instance uh uh when we look in john chapter 3 verse 17 the scripture says for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved wait a minute didn't say saved as a completed this is jesus talking himself both in john 3 17 and john 5 34 he introduces saved ed with the word might which means there is potential or the possibility or the capability of being saved ed but it's not a completed function because uh uh, uh here's here's the thing the the reality of the matter is when we offer being saved to an individual in walking out a spiritual life what we're really presenting to them is the course that's called salvation all right and let let me bag this up for those that are Bible readers, when you turn to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, uh, it says for us to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, if, if I may, let me, let me break that down so you can really grab and understand that in this temporal life, the journey that we're on is headed towards being saved, but the process that you're living in this reality is a life of salvation. So, so in that, Paul says in Philippians 2.12, work out and see the Greek word that's used there for workout is katagazomai, which means to perform, to accomplish, to achieve which is a work that we have to do as an individual in this lifetime that is bringing you towards salvation. Now, understand this. The word salvation is soteria. And soteria uh, uh, means, once again, to deliver, to rescue, to preserve, uh, to bring into safety or health. But watch this. Soteria has a root word, soter, which is a rescuer, a deliverer. So, so that means salvation in the journey that I'm on right now as a believer is going to require me to have a savior to help me do the salvation process. So now yeah. this, this begins to give everybody a revelation that just coming to the altar doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't do anything else in your life. You just have signed the dotted line and understand the fine print that now he comes into your life to continue to assist you with your salvation process so that in the end of the journey, when time runs out and runs into eternity, you find yourself in eternal existence as saved ED. Now, as I, as I say that, 
The thing of him being a part and understanding what salvation is really about. Scripture, once again, if I use Philippians 2.12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, that, that should grab somebody that's listening and saying, hmm, with fear and trembling, what, 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 what is being implied? Well, the word fear is phobos, which when it is in application to one's life, according to the Lord, it's about you having reverence unto the greater power of the Lord God, not having phobo as fear, as in being scared and timid. All right. Trembling is the word thromos in the Greek, which means anxiety. Now, I bring that to your attention because here's the profound thing about how salvation works in this, because a lot of people may have missed this or not had the profound revelation. Basically, salvation being a process that you're living or a procedure until you get to the ED point is something that's going to deal with your mental state. Notice that it is about your anxieties. Notice it's about the way that you think and you act. So in that salvation, what salvation is really doing in this temporal form is the beginning of the rebirth of the transformation of our mindset of thinking from being natural to spiritual. Because I've said this many times to people over and over again, we are so naturally obese that we're spiritually anorexic because we have not gotten into a place to understand things from a spiritual perspective. So now some may ask, okay, then apostle, you're saying this is about salvation. What does that look like to me? Well, here's the thing. Y'all know a few years back, we used to have this little cliche, uh, WWJD. What would Jesus do? And believe it or not, even though the world adopted that as a cliche for spiritual people, it was actually something that should have massaged the mind regarding salvation. Because remember, even Jesus name all the way back to Hebrew in the Old Testament uh, is Yeshua which means salvation in Genesis 49, 18. I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord, or I've waited for your Yahshua. I've waited for your Jesus to come on the scene. So now in that, then what does that look like for me to do salvation in order for me to make it to being saved? Well, here's the thing. When I began to understand that it is a mental thing, then now I, I, I can begin to shape my thoughts to say every decision that I make in a day-to-day -day basis, I need to bounce it off of the character of Jesus Christ. Because remember, salvation is his name. And the scripture also says in Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other for there is no other name, which in Hebrew and Greek, it means character or reputation. So the scripture says there's no other name or character or reputation under heaven given among men. Watch this. Whereby we may be saved.
So that means I got to adopt his character in this earthen vessel called a body to making decisions to drive me towards being saved. Now, now in that, if, for those that are listening to me, and I'm hoping I'm giving some revelation here, woman of God, but, but, but in that, I, I have to understand that all of it is has something to do with my mental state, my mind, because in the reality of the matter, and I know you're going to get to that uh, probably in this setting where we talk about the spirit and the soul. The Lord is looking to save your soul, not your spirit. And your soul is the seat or the brain box of your emotion. So then salvation becomes significant to me because what 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 impacts your soul is thoughts and words and actions uh, uh, that we see that become our truth and they become the buttons that push our emotions. Yes, so yes. so Jesus being salvation has to be the mindset that we base our daily decisions on. See, most of the time we still have our flesh as our demise because we let our flesh drive every decision that we make on a daily basis. Even if I decide to go to the grocery store, it's because my flesh is saying, uh, I want something to eat and I don't have it in the house. But, but in that, Am I, am I looking and saying, you know, Christ, uh, based on, on where I'm at, uh, you, by your scripture, have declared that you provide my provisions. So, so in that, I want to put you first in every decision and shape my decisions based on your character. Because watch this, every decision that an individual makes, that they let Jesus' character shape that decision, it becomes a salvation moment. All day long, every time you use his character, he says, that was salvation. That was salvation. That was salvation. So when you get to eternity at the saved point, it's based upon the fact that you live according to an active salvation process based upon his character delivering you in every decision. Because when you make the right decision, it is something that now by the word of the Lord, when it talks about his right hand, it's talking about his power that gives you direction. So, so using Christ's character now begins to cause you and guide you in making the right decisions that now legally drive you to the direction of being saved. Now, for those who don't know what they're supposed to think about when it comes to having a mind of Christ, the scripture in Philippians 4.8, it says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure or lovely or of good report. Watch this. It says, if there be any virtue and virtue means honor or value in these thoughts. He says, if there be any praise or celebration, think on these things because these things are what shapes the mindset of the individual to put them on the course to being saved by living a life full of salvation. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 Well, listen, listen. Uh, I, I, I had the pleasure of. Well, I always have the pleasure of, of listening to you. But it was as if 
it was it was as if we just never uh, heard this before. We were listening, and uh, uh, Overseer and I was just enjoying. But we're gonna go to the next topic. I, I have no questions. Do anybody have any questions? Overseer called it a leg wiggler. He was just moving in here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> So we got a lot. We got a lot of topics on the table. So if anybody have any questions about one saved, always saved. I believe the man of God has broken it down to you. Your salvation is completed once you are in the on the other side of eternity. So no, there's no once saved, always saved on this side. Okay, let's go to uh, the spirit versus the soul. So I know you hit just a little bit of that. But Amen. I'm going to do the same thing again. I'm just going to let you go in and, um, uh, you know, whatever you want to share with us about the spirit and the soul. Amen, woman of God. And 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 in that, if I, if I can't preface this, because the Lord has had me in this arena here recently. And, um, you know, as people look to have the mind, the mind of Christ, they look to have the mind of the Lord that leads their life in order to making the positive decisions. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. we don't take the time to assess uh, who we are and what we're designed to be in order for that to be downloaded so it can be used properly. If you kind of get what I'm saying, uh, because oftentimes, and, and, and I'm getting to this thing on the spirit and soul, but I, I want to preference no, no, something. Oftentimes people, amen. Oftentimes people, woman of God deal with having a familiar spirit and it causes them to miss what the Lord is trying to do. And and when I say that for some, some that may and may not be familiar by scripture, when I say a familiar spirit, I'm going to put it in layman's terms. Uh, uh, many of us know how to drive a vehicle, primarily our own vehicle. But if somebody came along and say, Hey, I need you to jump in my car and drive it to the store, uh, or, 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 or drive it, you know, across town, because we're familiar with driving, we jump into the vehicle, but don't know all of its capabilities. Uh, are, are you with what I'm saying? So, so be it that we, we don't take the time to pull the manual out of the glove compartment to say, all right, what type of vehicle is this? What can it do? What can it do? What are uh, the uh, uh, nuances of the vehicle in order for me to know what I'm operating? And so in that, what happens, we end up having the risk of damaging the vehicle because we never took the time to know the vehicle before putting it to use. So now in that, this is what the Lord has given, given me a revelation on, even in this thing in the spirit and the soul. Because as I've been ministering to a lot of leaders and a lot of people in the body of Christ here recently, and they're having an aha moment, I'm like, you think about it. I said for years, as believers and as men of God and women of God, we've ministered to people in the body of Christ over and over again. And mostly the preference of what we're preaching and teaching to them is about the spirit. But I said, if, if I asked you a sidebar question, question. Can you show me on your finger how many times you've been uh, ministered to whether a sermon or teaching on the soul? Now that draws silence because many people will say, well, they're one and the same. And I say, okay, here, here's the thing that we got to understand. If as believers, 
we can somewhat see a trichotomy of God. And when I say trichotomy of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, then what, what mankind sees, whether they're believers or or they're just people that have no faith that they practice, they, they, they will say, okay, well, there's a trichotomy of man as well. Body, soul, and mind, or body, spirit, and mind. And some want to, woman of God, put soul and spirit together. But I began to beg to differ. And the reason I do, for those that are listening, when you turn to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the scripture says, For the word of God is quick, meaning living, and powerful. Uh, and the word powerful there comes from the word energies, which means active and effective. And it says, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing or penetrating uh, even to watch this, the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. So by the Apostle Paul in this particular verse, apparently the soul and the spirit are two different things. Yeah, hear me now. Now, I, I, I bring that to each and everyone's attention because what seems to be the demise of the struggle in the body of Christ as to why we find ourselves and others not making a major transformation in their life is because could it be that they have not been ministered to in their soul? Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, the word says that there are those who have a form of godliness. Why do they have a form of godliness other than the fact that there's many that we minister to about spiritual things and people can apply spiritual instructions for spiritual things. But for some reason, if that instruction does not get to the soul, then they are operating in a form of godliness, but they have not been transformed to godliness because their soul is not in right operation. Now, I bring that to your attention because when one goes to Genesis chapter two, verse seven, and woman of God, can I teach for a moment? Can I yes, just teach sir, for a moment? Uh, uh, all right. For those that are listening, watch this. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and, and I'm, I'm citing this from the King James Version. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. All right. So, so now watch this. The word life appears in the verse really twice. Uh, life in uh, uh, the sense of a noun, i.e. the breath of life. And then it's being used as an adjective for those that know a little bit about grammar. Meaning living is only saying what type of soul you are. Mm -hmm. Y'all with me? All yeah. right. So now. Here's, here's, here's the thing. When you look at that word soul that's used in Genesis, it comes from the Hebrew word nephesh. N-E-P-H-E-S-H. -E and nephesh means the seat or the mind of emotion. Now I want everybody to think about that for a minute. The seat or the mind of the emotion. And as I use the term mind, technically the mind in the natural is the gatekeeper 
to what goes to the seat of your emotions, which is your soul. Okay, so now the, the, the verse, however, talks about life and living. Well, the word life and living that's used here is the Hebrew word Kai, C-H-A-Y, which this is very profound because it means maintenance as sustenance. Let me say that again. You gotta go head on. I'm trying to write as you talk. The word Kai means maintenance as sustenance, which gives activity. Now, let, let me clarify for those that's listening, and hopefully this is a revelation to you. All right, so your life, your life force, i.e. your spirit, is meant to be food to your soul. And your spirit or your life force is not only meant to be food to your soul, but it's meant to maintain your soul as food. Okay, so so now y'all don't don't let me lose you here. So here's the, the, the revelation in that, that that many may be missing that I'm trying to bring to their attention. Why the soul is as significant as the spirit. See the spirit the Lord God gives in order to animate your body, give it life. And technically, your spirit is what lets you live a daily revival. Because every time you breathe air in, it's reviving the body so you can blow out. Many people do revivals once a year, but your life is a revival if you understand your life force, which is your spirit. So your spirit once again animates the body and it actually governs your soul your soul wants to do things but yet your spirit says you're only capable to do so much are y'all with me the, the, the word declares as a man thinketh in his heart so is he the real thing as a man thinketh in his soul so is he so so now understanding this then if the life is significant to the soul as a conjunction it's meant to work with it then that means when being ministered to the word that is shared or imparted in the life of an individual is meant to be received by their spirit and their spirit is supposed to prepare it to feed it to their soul and see if if the soul is not getting fed if I, if I can be like a clinician for a moment all right there are some people that are anorexic because they 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 don't eat and so now they become as we say literally skin and bones but what happens is a person that becomes anorexic becomes what's known as a bulimic a bulimic is an individual who not only doesn't eat but now their body gets to the state of rejecting food so in that a person who's bulimic I can't just start force feeding them because it can be just as detrimental to them uh, 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 as as them continuing not to eat so now now I'm hopefully giving somebody a revelation why uh, you may have not seen change in your life or 
or you may not have seen change in somebody else's life. And it's because their soul has become spiritually bulimic. If the, if the spirit, if, if the feeding of the spirit is not being converted to feeding the soul, then what happens is now that person is on the edge that they need an IV of salvation to come along in order to make the transition for them to be transformed. Mm-hmm. So see, if, 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 if I don't understand what my soul is, then oftentimes, once again, I, I, I'm grabbing and I'm translating spiritual things and I'm operating in spiritual things, but those spiritual things are really doing nothing for me because it's not impacting my soul. And uh, as, uh, I, as I said in the deepness, in the reality of the matter, for those, it, 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 it may be a hard pill to swallow for some that's listening, but the Lord, once again, ain't coming to save your spirit. He coming to save your soul. Amen. It's Apostle, your soul. Let, let, let me, Apostle Elliot, let me jump in right here. Okay, woman in. of God. So I, I, I need a breakdown for you, for you. Now, I know what the scripture says. I know that he says the word saves our soul. We know that the word is Jesus Christ. But can you do a breakdown right here for me? How translate, and I'm going to use your words in layman terms. How does the spirit break it down for the soul to be able to receive it? So if we go back to the example that you just gave about the bulimic, that you cannot force feed them, you cannot make them eat. So that means that you have to get nutrients in them in a different kind of way. So how does the spirit break this down for the soul to be able to receive it and then be transformed by it? Okay, and believe it or not, woman of God, it ties right back to what I just gave everybody on salvation. It begins with your thought pattern. Remember, as I said here in Philippians chapter four, verse eight, because let let me let me give a little bit more about the soul. Let me let me give a little bit more about the soul, because as I mentioned, the soul is the seat of emotions. It's the seat of emotions. So so in that, what happens is when people speak negative or positive to a person, the mind is the doorway that now begins to download it and shape it for the soul and how it's received by that person through the mind now uh, shapes it to become their truth. And when it is shaped to becoming their truth, now it has its, uh, y'all remember, I think it was uh, uh, the store staples that makes the red easy button. If you got what I'm saying, okay, so imagine this, all of your emotions have an easy button. And based upon what you have shaped as your truth in your mindset, now gives those buttons the opportunity to be pushed based upon what somebody says, what somebody does, or what impacts you in a certain way to activate those emotions. So if I get the mind of Christ or begin to shape my response according to the character of Christ, then now it has the opportunity to feed my soul and not keep me separated from Kim because my emotions have become volatile. See, in the reality of the matter, it's your soul uh, uh, that the Lord cuts off. I'm going to give you an example. When you turn to Leviticus chapter 22, verse 3, it says, Whosoever he be of all your seed among your generations that goeth or cometh near 
unto holy things which the children of Israel hollow or consecrate or make sacred unto the Lord. Watch this. Having uncleanness upon him, that soul shall be cut off from the presence. I am the Lord. So, so the thing is, even in your consecrated state as a believer, the Lord God is looking to be reunited with you based on your soul, what your emotions do and what you keep intact. See, if you remember, Jesus even said, be angry, but sin not. Do not let it, do not let your emotions begin to tap into unrighteous thinking because it's emotions that cause each and every one of us in the beginning of our sinful nature. That's what we're talking about when we say our flesh. Our flesh is our human nature, which is a product of our soul. Amen. I hope I cleared that, cleared that up, woman of God. But the bottom line, you know, once again, back to the, how we do that. It's a thing that in this season as believers, we have to begin to say, okay, we can't talk a good game about having a mind of Christ. We got to be about the game or not even the game. We have to be about the reality of having his mindset. And that means I have to begin to go and adopt the characteristics of him. Watch this. Not based upon false prophet Webster. I've got to have it based upon what the word of the Lord says. And for those who've never heard me say that, unfortunately, woman of God and man of God, uh, many people in the body of Christ have a lot of skewed understanding of the word because they've allowed uh, Webster's dictionary to be the author, founder, and finisher of their faith. And what happens is when you begin to go and compare what is our Western world dictionary according to, uh, and I ain't saying everybody got to be a linguist to know Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. But, you know what I'm saying? If Paul says, study to show thyself approved as a worksman, unashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, then that means there has to be a little bit of homework to say the word came from under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as Peter declares in his epistle. So that means I need to be one who searches out the word to get what the word really said before somebody else gave me what they wanted it to mean. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, uh, Apostle, one of the things that um, when I listen to you, I, I, I translate what you're saying through the scriptures and I, I allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to me, you know, some things that maybe I didn't know or, uh, um, you know, like when you give me the Greek or the Hebrew or Aramaic word. But I do want to say at this point, uh, Prophetess Tina, she had put in the uh uh, response she has said um so you must continuously feed your spirit to feed your soul, soul. she, she, she kind of just brought that down for someone that may be a little bit new to the kingdom you know we, we kind of want them to uh, get an understanding that you're saying yes you you definitely have to have uh, the mind of Christ. You gotta have the, and in order to have the mind of Christ, of course, you have to have the Word of God. But I, I like how she kind of just put that in there. She said, "Continuously, Amen, Spirit, Amen." And can I, your soul. Go can, ahead, sir. Can I give you something else on that woman of God? 
And I, I thank the woman of God for even commenting because uh, she is so correct. But I'm going to give you some scripture to bag this up. Something else I found very profound and hopefully it will not only bless y'all, but bless the listeners. In Leviticus chapter 16, verse 30 and 31, if I can read something to you, it says, For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you that you may be clean from all sin, all unrighteous thinking. Watch this, verse 31. It shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and you shall, watch this, afflict your soul by a statute forever. Now, I want to zero in on verse 31 to bring some more meat to this, if I may, woman of God. Uh, 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 when the scripture says afflict, that's there, it really means to humble by way of keeping occupied. Are y'all with me? Yes. All right, but watch what he says. You being humbled in your soul through it being occupied by watch this the statutes and when people began to understand this if i if i can give some somebody revelation on this when the scripture talks about uh us keeping the lord god's uh commands laws and his statutes commands are what he audibly says laws are what are written down based on what he said in order for reputation of their practice. Statutes, which is very profound, is prescription. Now, some may, may not have caught what I just said, but the Lord God's statutes, watch this woman of God, are a prescription as your medication. Okay. So that means, watch this, his commandments and his laws are instructions in order to be the prescription that medicates you in order to help heal you in your mental thinking. It's tight, but it's right. Some people have missed that. I'm like, wow. Then, then now that I understand, because some people, woman of God, as I tie it to this, they think the Lord God gave commandments just to say, do this and don't do that. No, here's the thing. He gave you commandments in order to shape your emotions and your mind to becoming like him. As I, as I tell everybody the revelation, if you remember, uh, 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 Samuel, uh, uh, begins to, 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 to minister in, in the word. And he says, uh, 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 disobedience, uh, disobedience, uh, 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 is as being under witchcraft. All right. So, mm -hmm. so in that, in my disobedience state, my mindset roams to doing what is unrighteous according to uh, uh, not only the character of God, but according to what my thoughts are supposed to shape. All right. So, so in that, watch this. He also says, uh, uh, obedience is greater than sacrifice. 
Okay. Now, some may have had a revelation on that, but I've got a revelation to tie to that. All right. Because here's the thing. What, what makes it so profound as to what Samuel says, when he says obedience is greater than sacrifice, sacrifice is giving yourself to him. Obedience is being like him. And to do obedience, it requires me to shape myself and temper my emotions according to his character based on meditating on his word, his law, and his statutes day in and day out. Because the more I meditate on the word, and see, for some that may not know, meditate ain't just you just sitting there. Meditate is allowing him to have the time to talk back. Oftentimes, we do a lot of talking in the prayer, but we don't give him time to talk back to us through what he's what he's giving to us. So in there, there, there has to be a time that he can dialogue back to us in our what we call meditation. So now revelation comes from the word that he's giving us in order to temper our emotions and shape our soul. And it continues by him saying, my commandments and my laws and my statutes are given to help you shape your thoughts to be like me in order for your soul to be lined up with my character. Apostle, uh, 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 I tell you, I, I cannot write fast enough. I, I was writing down meditation is him having time to talk back. And I, I, I love this revelation because like you said, when we think about med meditation, we think about just, you know, rehearsing the word over and over. But really, you are doing that. But as a result of doing that, he has time now to talk back and tell you what he means by that scripture that you're meditating on, that word that you're meditating on. I cannot write fast enough, but I will tell you this. I thank God that it's on this radio broadcast because you will be able, we will be able to listen to it on demand. So, sir, I'm not going to keep it. Go ahead, please. Hey, Amen. And can, can I say this to add to that woman of God, if it's all right, because uh, some may not have this revelation, because even when he talks back, understand even though many of us are looking for a audio response, watch this. Sometimes his response is coming in audio by way of video. Oh, okay. Let me, let me give y'all revelation. When you look in the book of revelation, what's very profound is everything that John the revelator describes, right? He's giving you a visual description, but watch at the end of every chapter, he says, he that hath an ear, let him hear. So he's saying that that in some instances, the Lord is talking to you by what he shows you just as much as one getting an audible response in their ear or hearing. So we have to posture ourselves when you begin to really meditate with the Lord, especially to impact your soul by what you're spiritually being fed. You have to become attuned and acute to both hearing as well as visual. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. I, I, I don't even know what to say to some of these, um, uh, revelations because what I don't want to do is I don't want to keep coming in behind you and and uh, kind of breaking things down because what I do see is by way of comment um, Kimberly said Kimberly uh, Patrice she said that you had left a fire in her and uh, Tasha she 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 uh, uh, she said also the meditation 
is giving him time to talk back. That thing just, that thing resonated with me. That's awesome. Some of the other comments, uh, Anastasia, oh, I'm sorry, Anastasia was having a little bit of trouble, but I believe she's back in now. Thank you guys for letting her know what to do. Uh, that's something when people do not want to miss what's going on. Uh, you've been getting a lot of comments of agreement, yes, and absolutely. Uh, and, uh, Pastor Tina said, as I say, the soul will follow whichever one is stronger. If the flesh is stronger, I will feed the soul. If the flesh is stronger, it will feed your soul. If your spirit is stronger, it will feed your soul. Amen. So what I'm not going to do is go back too far because we're already into another subject. So you will be able to check out all of the comments. We'll just hit a few as we go along. God bless you, um, uh, Joy Express. Tasha, God bless you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, uh, Apostle, we, are you ready for another one? Or did you want to go ahead? Amen. Whatever you got, woman, God, praise the Lord. I just want to be obedient. <laughs> some other things but i'm gonna just uh i'm gonna go right here right now because it's a possibility that you may be able to bring out some of the things that i wanted to talk about so let's go to uh knowledge to wisdom and i believe testimonies is tied up in this yeah right? it is it is okay. it is okay so let's uh now guys if you're wondering where these topics and things come from apostle elliot is um I didn't add any more about what he's doing, but he is. Uh, you have your own podcast. You are on Spreaker. Where yeah. else are you? Uh, I'm on Spreaker under Apostle T.L. Elliott. Uh, I'm on YouTube. Uh, and as you're aware, woman of God, um, I've been for the past here a couple of months doing many videos. What do words mean in the Bible to make sure that people have their correct translation for application or understanding? And I've also been teaching, uh, you know, bringing clarity behind what do names mean? Because some people have not realized that whatever somebody calls you an identity, you'll eventually answer to. Uh, so there's character that is mostly associated with what name. And then when we begin to understand the character behind a name, then we can understand that the more people address us in that identity, the more it becomes shaped and we begin uh, to respond to that identity. Uh, wow. But in conjunction with that, uh, like I said, I'm on YouTube. I'm on all the social media platforms. I'm on um um, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, some of the ones that everybody knows, Flickr. Uh, um, and uh, in the same turn, uh, I'm on every podcast platform. For those that may listen to Apple Radio, because they have Apple devices, I'm on Spotify, I'm on uh, Chromecaster, or, or, or should I say Googlecast, uh, as well as uh, Podcast Addict. There's a, <laughs> there's a podcast platform called that, but uh, everybody can pretty much find me on any one of those. They look me up under Apostle Elliot, Apostle T.L. Elliot, or Dr. Terrence Elliot. Okay. All right. So let's just, we're going to park right here just for a minute. We're going to do a detour. Okay. So I've always been aware of my name. My name is Lori Annette, and my last name now is Amore, 
However, my married name is Evans. So I know Evans is my covenant name. But as I learned about names, I found out my name, Lori, is from the, the laurel that they used to put in Hebrew, that they used to put around the um, head of the winner of whatever games they had. Yeah. So the name itself means victorious or honored. Then my name is Annette. I studied that one out as well. And it comes from the Hebrew name, which is the same name that Hannah comes from. And it means grace of God. So, uh, and then my last name means, it just simply means love. It simply means love. And that's a whole story behind that. But with that, I, I became so aware of, of, of when someone would call me by my name that, um, they were prophesying over me. So if you could, can you hang around right there for a minute with the names before we go into uh, knowledge and wisdom? Because if someone has a child, maybe the ones already right now have children, okay, it's, it's a done deal. But if someone listening and they have a child, you know, it's important that you name that child something that you don't mind calling that child every day. Don't be making up no stuff because it may mean stupid or, you know, yeah. dog. Because, anything. because you can, you can and, and that is so because what's what's very profound that I discovered as I as I analyze scripture to show so significance for for instance and you know uh, for those that are listening if you have this name I, I mean no harm to you I'm just giving you a revelation the name Mary for instance uh, Mary in the New Testament is the same as Miriam in the Old Testament but believe right. it or not the name means rebellious so what's very profound is everywhere in the New Testament where Jesus even addresses his own mother, he never calls her by her name because her name goes against the character of himself and his father. He always called her woman. You will never find in any of the Gospels where he addressed her by her first name and called her Mary. The apostles wrote and Mary dot da dot da dot da da. But you will find in his dialogue when Jesus was on the scene talking to her, he did not address her by her name because her name has meaning behind it. And just like as the apostles that followed him, what everyone will find very profound, and I won't go into all of them, but if somebody goes to uh, my, my podcast platforms and so forth, I posted their names. And what's very interesting, I got a profound revelation that Jesus didn't just choose the 12 based upon their career feel could it be he chose the 12 also by what their names were because as I looked and analyzed each one of their names translating it from Greek or Aramaic or Hebrew all of their names tied to his character so that meant he was speaking his character over their life when he called them by name wow 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 are y'all y'all really grabbing what I'm saying wow yes and see, you know, it's very significant. I had a few hits when I did uh, Ishmael, for instance, for somebody that's listening. Uh, and in the verse in Genesis, when the Lord impregnated or allowed Hagar to be pregnant with Ishmael, Ishmael's name means to hear. And in that, what it's implying is the Lord God listens to you. Watch this out of your emotions to respond. So the Lord God gave Hagar Ishmael based on the troubles or what was in her soul in order to give the child as a response to bring her soul to peace. Mm. 
I gotta go back and read that one. Yeah, it, it and, and she even says it in, in the identification of his name. You 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 know what I'm saying, even in the verse, because she says, For you have heard my troubles. Mm-hmm. So so in that it speaks very profound that now we have to be conscious and, and now you can understand even in some of the ancient cultures, they didn't name their children until later because their names spoke to either what they were destined to do or something that they done that was profound. And under yeah. Hebraic culture, oftentimes sons were renamed after their fathers because if their father had an honorable or valuable name, they believed that name would be perpetuated through the family line. Because when you look at the word son in in Hebrew, it is it is Ben. In Greek, it's Bar, and it not only means son like S O N, but it means offspring or family builder of reputation. Wow! So that means whatever we put on somebody as a name, it has a reputation to live up to. So if I don't take time to be in the character of the Lord God and mantle a name upon somebody, then I could be speaking their own demise because I have allowed the world to direct uh, and I not only the world, the God of this world to direct the identity that may be canceling out their anointing uh, of what they were destined to do or predestined by the Lord God. I kid you not, Apostle. This is this is this is very very. This is touching my heart because I've shared this before. Maybe I don't think I shared it with you, but when I when I was restored back to my citizenship in um, Sierra Leone, when I became a Sierra Leone, um, they I had to have a name. They had to give me a name. So um, when I went to the naming ceremony, everybody was nervous. You know, and I was praying. I was like, God. You know, I'm going through this process of, of being reinstated as a citizen. I said, but you know, I don't want them to give me no kind of crazy name or anything. And so when it was my time to come up, they called me and they they named me Comet. And mm. so when I did a study on the name and then they told me what the, well, they told me what the name means, I went behind them to make sure the name means one bringing good tidings. Mm. One, bear, one bringing joy and death. I said, I know God was all in that. He was all mm. in that. So it just lets me know that he's very serious about names. And I know with uh, uh, African-Americans, I think in the 80s it was, uh, they were trying to uh, get these ethnic names, but they was just yeah. making things up and and. Yeah. and you know, just naming the kids all kinds of things. And, uh, and and later on, we start realizing that, you know, we really need to know what these names mean because these children are maybe acting out, but they're acting out based on what they're being called. Exactly. I'll give you a good example. Tiffany. I named her Tiffany because my mom said she wanted a Tiffany. I didn't look up that name. I didn't know what that name meant. And we call her Tiff for short. I don't anymore. But Tiff means it's like an angry person. It's mm-hmm. like a you know, person that's irritated. Yeah. And guess what? That's how she is. So I don't call her that. I call her by another name, a, a, a nicer name. You know, but it, it's important. So if there's any moms 
or grandmothers listening and you, and, you know, talk to your parent or your children or whoever and say, hey, you know, make sure you give this child a name that is going to bring blessings in their life. So I'm going to go ahead and let you finish. If you're going to speak, continue with names. If not, go on with the uh, knowledge and wisdom, knowledge to wisdom, because well, this is my. There's another word I want I want to piggyback on before we move away from names, if it's all right. And I, I want to validate what you said is so profound uh, because here here's the thing, woman of God, you know, and I hope that was a revelation for some regarding the apostles with their names tying to the character of Christ. Because here's the thing, you know, when you look in the book of Revelation and John talks about the books were open and uh the 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 name of the lamb was in the book of life y'all with me familiar with the scripture okay watch this then the thing is everybody under our fleshly thinking we're expecting Lori Moore to be written in the book but watch this that's not the name written in the lamb's book of life the oh, name right that's there. written in the Lamb's Book of Life is his character. So when you are being uh, uh, measured up for eternity, what he's looking for, did your life match his character, which is his name? It's only one name that the Father is looking for in the Book of Life. So, so the thing is, my life is supposed to be demonstrating his name or his character or his reputation. And in that, we began to cause challenges in our life. Just like you came to the realization with Tiffany, we cause a lot of challenges in the life of our children, our family members, etc. Because we don't put value in names like it was according to the scriptures or in ancient culture. Because in that once again, it's speaking to their destiny. Wow. It is speaking to their destiny. And in that, you'll find, once again, like you found with your daughter, they, they don't know why they're irritated, but you've spent years calling them an identity that, that is birthing a characteristic in their life. So oh, we can't go wrong when we're looking according to the word of the Lord and seeing what are the characteristics of Christ? What are the characteristics of the Lord God? That needs to tie to my child's name. And if I'm going to have a slang name for, for somebody in my family, it need to be kingdom driven. It can't just be calling folks pookie and them. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? I can't just be calling them Jaguar and Diamond and all these natural things because the Lord is not a respecter of person. He's not looking for the natural to get into the kingdom. He's looking for the spiritual to get into the kingdom. So my identity that I answer to should have some spiritual foundation to it in order for it to legally magnetize to his kingdom. Kingdom. My God, my God. Listen, uh, Pastor Alexander Welch said his name means defender of men. Uh, uh, Kimberly Patrice said she needed this a few weeks ago about Ishmael. So, mm. uh, wow, wow. There, I, you know, this name thing is, this is, it, this, it means a lot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thank you for this, this revelation. And I, I like how people have alternatives now. So if you've named your child something, 
and and that name is not necessarily um their uh, birth name. name calling them give them a nickname that's kingdom driven how about precious mm. good god am i <laughs> God, can I, can I even give y'all a revelation? You know, while we're still on this thing of names, uh, can I give y'all a revelation why the Lord God changed Saul's name to Paul? Oh, I forgot about him. Uh, go ahead. If I can give those who are listening a revelation, when you go and you look at Saul's name in Greek as well as in Hebrew, uh, Saul's name means to desire, but it implies desiring for what you're not supposed to have. Meaning, you know what I'm saying, unrighteousness, fleshly desires. Uh, are you with me? So now, watch this. When Jesus changed his name from Saul to Paul, Paul means to quit, to cease desiring. It means the opposite of what Saul was doing. So now you got a revelation why Saul decreased and Paul increased or overshadowed his old identity because he had he didn't have those desires anymore. And see, King Saul, now you got a revelation why he got in the quandary that he was in in the Old Testament because his name meant desire. So he was driven by what he was being called. Mm. Amen. Well, I tell you what, I, I mean, I can see it just as plain as day. It's, it's, because I, those words are alive. And, and if somebody's calling you and calling you and calling you, and you're hearing that name every day, that thing is being formed in you like Tiff. Yeah. Like Tiff. It was like Tiff. She kept hearing that. And it was like when I saw the manifestation of it, uh, I, you know, it's like, wow, we're calling her that. So I think this is a good place to, uh, you know, if someone needs to uh, uh, reevaluate, whether it's their name or somebody else's name or whatever, you know, and I think about Jabez, and maybe you can hit on this. We, we're probably not going to have time to go to another one. I have got to get you back. But what about uh, Jabez? That his name meant, wasn't his name meant is sorrow? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. A name of sorrow, you know, just just like uh, Job's name also meant sorrow or persecution. But then when you when you take Job's name, for instance, back and go all the way, not only to Hebrew, but also to Aramaic of what it's a variation of. Uh, it also means uh, desert and to be restored. So his name of what he was being called became the destiny of his life that he lived in order for him to be restored in his desert or wilderness place. And see, I, I hadn't posted yet, woman of God. I, I, 
I, I'm going to do a word and post it out there about the wilderness. You know, a lot oh, of people think okay. the wilderness is your 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 place of, of being in a barren land, but your wilderness is meant for you to be driven and directed. Your wilderness is meant, according to the Lord God, to isolate you in order for him to insulate you. Wow. Uh, Apostle, let me jump in real quick. Uh, we just got a testimony. And uh, the young lady, hello, God bless you, Inez. Good to have you here. She said, my oldest son is named after his father. And his middle name is Lakeith. Me, and it means indecisive. And that is something he has struggled with. She said, last year, I gave him a new name, a new middle name. Hasim, it means decisive one. That's what I'm talking about right there. Let me give her a bell. Praise God. She moved on that thing and she made a decision and changed his name and gave him a new name. That is powerful. And according to scripture, woman of God, for those who are listening, when when you do what we now know is the renaming, according to Hebraic and, and, and Greek and, and some of the biblical culture, that's called your surname. Your surname. Because your surname is, is an honorable name or identity that's given to you. Case in point, and like I said, I'm not going to go into all of them, but I'll give you an example. Uh, okay. Thaddeus, one of Jesus' followers. Thaddeus is not his real name, that's his surname. His real name in scripture is Labaius. And Labaius means a thinker. So Jesus, though, called him Thaddeus, which means great or divine thinking. Wow. Oh, wow. So there's, when, when you begin to go, some of them may have been biologically born with a name that tied to Christ's character. But then those he needed to reshape or to carry into a great divine way of speaking over their life, they began to operate in surnames. Wow. Just like Matthew's name. Matthew's, Matthew is not his real name. His real name is Levi. But Matthew was his surname. And his name means a present, uh, a, a cheerful present by way of sacrifice. Mm. So now you can hear Jesus all in that. He gave himself as a present to man, but by way of being a sacrifice as that gift. Wow. I, I, the revelation I just got is that you should be looking for Christ in your name. Exactly. That, that's what you're saying. You exactly. For his character. That's what you're saying. You should be looking for his character in your, your name. name. And if you don't have that, you have the the option of operating in a surname. Now, this is the thing about a surname. You don't have to pay for that to be changed. You can just call yourself whatever that is and then reintroduce yourself to people by that name. And it's funny, woman my, God, my, we, God, we use that. God. It's funny. We use it in our Western world culture as our day to day. Because for us uh, of the Western world, your last name is your surname. It's the one that stays constant in your entire family, regardless of what you identify them by first name. 
So you adopt your husband's name. So if your husband's name is honorable, they say Mr. and Mrs. If you get what I'm saying. So the honor and watch, watch this as we even sign documents and contracts. The honor is in a man's name, primarily in what we would say for us as surnames, our last name. That's where the value come because people, you know, if I, if I say Lori, they'll say Lori who? The only way they identify you specifically as as the Lori we're talking about is based upon your surname or your last name that stays constant because it speaks to the character of your family. My God, my God. Wow. This is this is absolutely amazing. So, uh, wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hold on, we got some. Um, I'm sorry, we got some uh, uh, comments coming in. Amen. Everybody is in agreement that that was a blessing uh, concerning Inez. Hallelujah. Yes, Kimberly Patrice said, "My son hated his middle name Lazarus until he became an adult and understood its meaning." Amen. Praise God. Pastor uh, Alexander said. The name Alexander is derived from the Greek, and I cannot read Greek. I know if you was here and you was looking at it, you would know exactly what it is, but it's Alexandros, defender of people. So he just put in the meaning of his of his name. And I, I think it's a wonderful thing to, uh, you know, do a little research on your name and find out, you know, where it comes from and what's the root word. I love, I do not, most people do not call me Annette. But um, my my life bears it out. The grace of God, I, I see the grace, favor. However, you want. I don't want to get you started again because I know your light bulb just went on. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pastor Jackson said my whole life was Annette up until well, in in my hometown they still call me that. They still call me that, but I, I like Lori because Lori is victorious and 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 honorable. So, amen, I pray some other people are getting a revelation about your name or, you know, you're, you're uh, encouraged to search it out and look at what you call your children, the whole nine yards, because, you know, all of this stuff is spiritual. There's a spiritual dimension. Every time we open our mouth and we say something, this uh, spirit is being released, whether that spirit is good or whether it's bad, a spirit is being released. But I'm going to start right now so I can let you uh, finish up, Apostle. I just, so, I'm just going to say one one more word. Actually, it's a word of encouragement for the woman of God that you said her son's middle name is Lazarus. And I, okay. I, I will actually say to her, if she's still on, be encouraged. He should be encouraged because, believe it or not, Lazarus is only the Greek name for the Hebrew name Eleazar, which was the priest, was the son of Aaron. So that is a priestly name that goes all the way back to the Old Testament with the Levitic order, with the first order that came from Aaron's uh, bloodline. So she said her son is, uh, he likes it now that he's an adult, but I'm going to ask you something. And I know this could set you off, but is it possible with him having a name like that, you know, uh, is it possible that, there could be a line in their family that she don't know about. Yeah, because in oh, that, as I, 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 
as I brought out the thing about Lazarus, I did the name and it's out there on, on the platforms as well. But I brought out, I, you know, just like I mentioned to you all here previously, names uh, that are put on sons or offsprings are meant to be built and to sustain. So in that, though, under the Hebraic culture, uh, everybody didn't just freelance and take a lot of names uh, that were considered to be more sacred. So in that, what I'm getting at is the fact that since Lazarus is the Greek name for Eleazar out of Hebrew, apparently Lazarus must have had priestly line in his family to be given that name. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It, we got it. Amen. We got it. Well, I, I, I've often thought that, you know, the Lord said he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. So I know that it's not an accident or a happenstance that we were uh, birthed into the kingdom. And I know this is going to take you in another direction, but hold tight. Just keep it because I know you go deeper than this. But I, I, I've always thought that, like you just said, uh, that there's a line of Christ in our name. Yes. And whether it's first name, middle name, last name, or even the nickname that you may be called, uh, you know, there, there's Christ somewhere in your name. So the thing is, um, sorry about that. Okay, so the, the, the thing is, is that, well, I really don't want to take them down that road, but... We're going to save that for later, but I, I think that, like, with with her out of nowhere naming her child Lazarus, you yeah. know, there, there, there very well could be a inspiration, a, a, a inspiration by the, but for a reason. Like I told, I, last week I talked about, was it with DJ? Last week I talked about my grandson and how the Lord gave, told me to tell my daughter to name him Daniel. And I know last week I was all over the place with Daniel and DJ, but his name is Daniel. So, and the Lord told me to name him Daniel, you know, and so I, I thought, wow, it's going to be something special about this child that God was getting in on that name. And truly at 713, we see a lot of blessings. Um, a lot of different things about him. So I'm just going to kind of stop right there because I wasn't trying to take you down that road because uh, <laughs> I know there's no surface topics with you. None. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing about Apostle Elliot, and I wanted to get it, I talk a lot about it, but I have so much to say about it. One thing about it, you can throw out any kind of subject, and I tell you what, pull a seat up to the table. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be about dogs. It could be about aliens. It could be about anything. There's no subject. And I, 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 I talked about all the things that you do, but even in the midst of that, you have time to study and study and study. I, I, you know, like I said, we've been friends for a lot of years. I don't think we've had one conversation where you did not say, woman of God, let me share this with you. This is what the Lord just showed me. And it's always something profound and deep. Not The Bible says, let another person praise you. And that's what I'm doing. I give God glory for your study. Because over the years, there's a lot of things that you have helped me with. There are a lot of things that you have shown me in the Word. Now, I'm always going to be me. I'm going to try to break it down to the... Uh, to the smallest, you know, and uh, and I respect how you teach and everything. 
But this has been an absolute wonder. Can I get you back? Yes. I, <laughs> I can get you back so I can hold uh, knowledge to wisdom. And then uh, you breaking down Matthew 24. I can hold those yeah. to uh, our, our next one. That's so fine. Okay, uh, I know it's saying I didn't like my name growing up at all, but once I found out the meaning as an adult, I accepted it. I named means pure, meek, and gentle. Wow. Wow. That is, I, see, I didn't know that. Now, this is one of my spiritual daughters. I didn't know that, but that's how she is in my life. Amen. Wow. Wow. So you definitely, I, 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 I agree with Kimberly Petrie um, that she said you have set a fire in her. You have set a fire in me. If anybody else had a fire set in them, please just put it in uh, uh, chat because um, that's what that's what happens. You know, if you're talking to someone and they're probably spiritually matched to you, um, you may just enjoy the word with them but when you uh, uh you have relationships with people that are i, I don't want to say deeper i'll just say that you know god has given different revelations to it makes you want to get back in the word um uh, while we were here talking overseer went out and got the he went out and got the bible and brought it in because you know we're going to be looking things up as as you know as you say things so this has been uh awesome to me awesome 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 and I definitely want to have you back. I mean, definitely a part two. And I want to do it just like this. It's, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard when you're doing an interview like this, when you know the person so well. And you want to bring the interview as if, you know, um, you're just <laughs> interviewing someone. But when it's a friend, you just want to talk. You want to just go there. So uh, definitely want to have you back, Apostle. Amen. And I want to tell you, thank you so much because you have indeed brought uh, revelation uh, to us. Matter of fact, that's one of the things you call yourself. You call yourself the current and prophetic revelator. Is that is that true? Amen, woman of God. At least in this dispensation of how the Lord is shaping me for 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 ministry and what my assignment is. Um, you know, as, as people saying, you said this before, uh, I'm not the average bear and I'm not saying, uh, I'm greater than anybody. I'm just saying, uh, we have to be able as, as ministers or leaders for the kingdom, you have to be happy in your skin and happy and embrace where he carries you, uh, to make your anointing in him unique. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, many people, uh, feel that because they connect and follow people or so forth that they're meant to be like them but oftentimes they lose their identity because they're not letting the lord uniquely design their anointing which you know i say that because of elijah and elisha when elisha asked for a double portion elisha was already entitled to the anointing that the lord god had for kim but what what made it profound to be a double portion is they could see his spiritual father in him they could see the anointing of the shaping of the character of elijah married to elisha's anointing that now gave him two prophetic anointings if i'm making sense yes yes i i, I think well what i'm hearing you say because you know like i said I, i've listened to you a lot and i always sometimes i have to come back and i have to say wait can you say that again or break that down <laughs> but 
you have your own you have your own uniqueness and because you're following somebody you don't lose who you are yes you just now that part of them that god has connected to you connected you to to manifest inside of you that that part it's just like your parents you are uniquely different from your parents but when people listen to you they'll say wow you sound just like your mom mm-hmm. or you sound just like your dad so I, I love that because i think with every listener on here you know everybody is unique and you have to you have to be you i look at me i'm plain and simple and that's how i like it but i can handle it when it comes on a deeper level does it, i have room to grow in every single area of my life and god sends people like you you know to just kind of help say hey hey Right here, this is why I want you to come up a little bit. This is why I want you to. So when we have these conversations, uh, well, I, that just happened recently, didn't it? Now, when I in our first in our early years, I was like, "What? What are you saying? What are you saying?" But now it's not like that at all. Amen. It's not like that at all. Amen. All right. So we're gonna get ready to go, Apostle. Let me, uh, we, we went over just a little bit, but it's okay. So we're going to, um, at 7.45, we're going to get ready to cut it off. So let me just do a quick commercial here. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you to our global listeners. We know that God has blessed us to be, uh, as uh, Apostle uh, Dr. Elliot has said, we're on multiple platforms and we are reaching every continent uh, in, in the world. And we're grateful to God for that. So if you are not in the United States, we'd like to tell you God bless you and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for showing up on tonight. Those of you that are uh, live in chat, you know how I feel about you. I love your energy. Thank you for bringing it. Thank you for tag team teaching with us. Um, Apostle Elliot, he's already laid it out. You can find him all over the place. All you got to do is just put in T, uh, Apostle Elliot or um, Dr. Terrence uh, Elliot, and you'll find him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all over the place. So wherever you want to go, just look for him on uh, YouTube. He's doing uh, video teaching. And so, uh, and uh, again, Pastor Elliot, uh, Pastor Dr. Elliot, we want to tell you thank you for coming in and giving us this time. Uh, we know that you're a very busy man and, you know, wife and children, the whole nine yards. So uh, any time that you give to us to come here, we are absolutely grateful. We'd love to have you back. If I can get you back, uh, no, I, don't, I, I don't have to talk to you about that. But would love to have you back. So again, guys, thank you. You can find uh, multiple podcasters on Four or More Radio from Monday through Sunday. Sunday being myself. But all you have to do is go to Four or More Radio, comma, uh, capital L, capital L C. So it's Four or More Radio, comma LLC. And if you pull that up, you can pull up a multiple, uh, you pull up multiple podcasters from Monday through Sunday. So thank you guys for tuning in. And let me just see, um, uh, Apostle uh, Kimberly Patrice said, this has been a blessing. Pastor Wanda Welch says, that was such a blessing and very informative. Uh, Anastasia Bronner, 
She said, my name means resurrection. Oh, high five. You got it going on. Her name means resurrection. Norma Hood, God bless you. She said, many thanks for all of you sharing your wisdom. So, Apostle, again, we want to just tell you thank you. We're going to go to 745. I do want to give you the closing word. So, uh, it's about 739 right now. So, you got about six minutes. Anything that you want to close out with, um, stay Are you still there, woman of God? Okay. Well, uh, I just want to say, you know, once again, it was an honor and a privilege to be on and uh, able to participate and hopefully share revelation um, for the individuals that are listening because for those who may not know revelation is not hid from you it's hid for you so in that uh, you know i challenge each and every one to continue on your quest in the divine nature of the lord as you uh, uh you know seek to not only be saved but to live out your life your destiny according to salvation so with that being said amen 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 and blessings be unto you all Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.